unto the damsel, ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he swear unto her, whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom. God bless you, may be seated. you are, are certain about this. I don't know if you're aware of this, but on this past Thursday, the 24th of August, ABC sponsored a show, Primetime Live, entitled Out of Control, AIDS in Black America. The show was quite intriguing. It gave some statistics that have alarmed and sickened me since Thursday. We know that black America comprises 13% of the U.S. population. However, over 50% of all new cases of the HIV virus are African Americans. The infection rate of blacks is eight times higher than the rate of whites. In 2006, AIDS is virtually a black disease by all accounts in the United States. Black women are 23 times more likely to be diagnosed with AIDS than white women. As of 2004, over 200,000 African Americans have already died from AIDS. Out of all women that are newly affected and infected with HIV, over 68% 6 of women who are diagnosed with HIV are black women. One million Americans have already died of AIDS, and over half of that one million are black people. To make matters worse, Atlanta has been called the leading city in America of new cases of HIV and AIDS. Dr. Adora Adam Mora of the Chapel Hill School of Medicine of the University of North Carolina makes a statement that in the future our people will look back at this generation and simply say, what in the world were we thinking? My brothers and my sisters, to make matters worse, there's now a new pill that can be purchased over the counter without a prescription for those who are 18 and older. It is called the Plan B pill. This pill will allow any adult female to go and buy a prescription over the counter, which will allow her to 
stop the fertilization of her egg after 72 hours of unprotected sex. It is what is called an abortion pill, where a person can take this pill up to 72 hours after unprotected sex to stop the egg from fertilizing. It has been suggested that because of this new pill, which can be purchased over the counter, that by the year 2011, age and HIV will increase over 400% among black young women between the ages of 14 and 19. My sisters and my brothers, even in the public school systems right here in DeKalb County, there have been HIV cases presented in young ladies and men as of the early age of 11 or 12. And to add injury to insult, one of the leading reasons why those of the Centers for Disease Control suggest that AIDS and HIV is increasing is because of the silence of the black church. The church has been one of the leading institutions faced and ravaged by HIV in so much that our best musicians and many of our best preachers are dying of AIDS, yet the church remains silent. I was wondering in this particular context, is there a word from the Lord? What is the responsibility of the church? As our youth have started school and our college students are now back in college, what can we say from a biblical perspective that will set the background for proper behavior? It has been suggested that many persons of the secular world have more to say about AIDS and HIV than does the church. It's interesting that as I thought about this juxtaposition of the sacred versus the secular, God took me to the words of T. Pain, who once said by song, I'm in love with a stripper. One of the things that the documentary shared was that this hip hop generation, a generation that is involved in materialism and narcissism, that it has led to the spread of HIV. The understanding of multiple sexual partners and the bling bling mentality has allowed persons and young men to now want to become ballers and shot callers where masculinity is defined by the number of sexual partners that a young man may have. I thought about the words and even parts of the video that you saw regarding T-Pain and I wondered was there something that God had to say regarding this particular mentality? And then what I observed was quite intriguing. And that is that T-Pain was not the only individual who has been moved by a stripper. For one of the main characters of the New Testament, who belonged to one of the most influential families of the New Testament, fell into deep infatuation with a stripper 
with a dancer and through his behavior we can glean insight and principles that I believe God will use to stop the spread of HIV and AIDS in black America by simply observing the main character of our text this morning. This man, sisters and brothers, fell into deep love and infatuation with a stripper of his day. And I want to lift a few things about his life and then hopefully make some parallels to the young people and the not so young people in this room to challenge us and to show us the way of God and the ways of appropriate behavior. My brothers and my sisters, number one, let's notice as T-Pain is not the only fellow who's fallen into deep love or infatuation with the, strip, with the stripper. Let's notice, number one, the man in this text before the stripper. Right. It's right here in this text. There's a man in this text who has a certain type of lifestyle before he meets this dancer or this stripper. Well, let's notice his position. Who is this man? Well, the Bible says in St. Mark chapter 6, and I hope you have your Bible. It is right there in verse 14 that we see this man who, like T-Pain, fell in love or in deep infatuation with a stripper. Mark 6, 14, it says, And the king Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. This is Herod. You see him mentioned also there in verse number 17 of St. Mark 6, for Herod himself had sent forth and laid hand hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Here, this fella, his name is Herod Antipas. He's also called Herod the Tetrarch, meaning he was a ruler of the fourth parts of many provinces there in Galilee and Berea. Herod Antipas is the son of Herod the Great. In all probability, he was a Sadducee who had no prior religious convictions. This man is a man of great conviction and great position, rather, in that Herod Antipas is the king over Galilean and Perean provinces. His name is Herod Antipas. But not only should we notice his position, secondly, let's notice his perspective. His perspective is right there in verse number 20. It says, For Herod feared John, knowing that John was a just man and a holy, and observed him. And when he, and when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. Here, Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, his perspective about John the Baptist is simple. The Bible said that he feared John. He had a reverence for John. He had a deep respect for John the Baptist. Now, although he's a Sadducee with no prior religious convictions, he has respect for John the Baptist insomuch that he knew John was a just man and a holy man, and he observed John. And when he had heard John preach, the Bible says he did many things and heard John gladly. So his perspective was that he respected John. He regarded John, and he even received the teachings of John. 
Here's a man of great position. He's a king of a Galilean and Perean provinces. He has a proper perspective and that he listens to John the Baptist proclaim the word about the forthcoming and this Messiah who would save the world. He has a good position. He has a good perspective. But notice this man's problem. He has a problem before he meets this stripper. Notice the problem that he has. The problem that he has is in right here in verse number 17. It says, For Herod had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. Here is his problem. His problem was he was there visiting his brother whose name was Philip. They are brothers in that they have the same father. Herod the Great was both of their fathers. They had different mothers, but they have the same father. And, and, and here Herod Antipas is visiting his brother who's married to a sister by the name of Herodias. Now, there are inconclusivities regarding as to how their relationship moved from beyond where it was, but what we do know is that over the process of time, Herod Antipas took his brother's wife, Herodias, and married her for himself. Antipas was married to a sister, according to Josephus, by the name of Aratus, and Herodias was married to Herod Antipas's brother. But somehow he beguiled his brother's wife or she seduced him. But truth came to power. His wife left him and went back with the father. And this fella, Herod Antipas, married his brother's wife by the name of Herodias. John the Baptist stood up to proclaim to him that what he had done was not proper. It was not right. And because of John's preaching, he locked John up into the prison there in proximity of the Dead Sea. And so the problem that Herod Antipas has is that he's married his brother's wife. This is the man before the stripper. He's a man of position. He's a king. He's a man who has a decent perspective. He respects John. He regards John. He received John. But because his new wife, Herodias was upset with him and argued with him and wanted to kill John, then does the king simply incarcerate John and put him in a prison that was attached to his palace. But although he locked John up, he incarcerates John the Baptist, but yet he was still inspired by John. His problem is that he is in between the bed of Herodias and the sale of John. On one hand, he hears his wife talk about her disgust 